We are one, we are love, and we're all woven together. Hi there, and thank you so much for listening to the Woven in Truth podcast today. I am Mallory Melcher-Post. And although spiritual content on friendships is timeless, we are releasing this specific episode as a special on Galentine's Day. So in case you don't know what that is and you think I uh, lost my millennial Western mind, Galentine's Day is February 13th and it's one of my personal favorites when it comes to informal holidays or unofficial holidays. So on Galentine's Day we just celebrate sisterhood and what a gift from God that meaningful friendships truly are. And I just love that God wires us for this. And there's a version of Proverbs 27, 9. I have a sign from Hobby Lobby that has this. It says, sweet friendships refresh the soul and awaken our hearts with joy. And that's what this Woven in Truth community has been for me the last couple of years. And we hope you feel some of that same refreshment today as well. So on that note, I'm very happy to introduce our guest speaker. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Jewel Burton. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to Uh share this moment with you guys. Yes, this is really great and really special. Can you introduce yourself a little bit more to me and to the listeners? Yes. So like Mallory said, my name is Jewel Burton and I'm 32 years old. Today is my, or this year is my magic year. I like to say 32 like magic. So if you're all my 32 year olds out there, I hope you have a magical year. Um, I lead in uh, our Turning Point Church, which is located in Los Angeles, California. Um, I'm married. I've been married to Amir, my husband, for six amazing years. We have a cute, amazing, hilarious three-year-old named Drew. And honestly, it's just been a really cool experience being a mom, Mm -hmm. you know, being a wife and just being able to learn and grow during this time in my life. So, yeah, I'm just really excited to be here. That's wonderful. Well, yes, you and your family are adorable and I love it. Um, Thank you again. So we're talking about sisterhood today and I know we've chatted a little bit in the past, but I just would love to hear why is this something that you personally are passionate about? That's a great question. I think because it's so countercultural to the world that we live in, hmm. I think sometimes you grow up in a world where you feel like women were on this, uh, like we're running a race against each other and in actuality we're running a race with each other and not against each other and I think just especially in the church I think it's just really important for us to come together and realize that we're better together Mm -hmm. versus this opposite team like situation so I'm just really passionate about it because I've seen the benefits of it I've seen the benefits in my own personal life I've seen it in my ministry life I've seen it Um, even with people that I've been able to mentor, it's just Mm -hmm. a really special thing to have women relationships in your life. And so I just feel like everyone should have it. It's kind of like a, like a Nike, just do it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I love all of your references. It's amazing. Um, But you're right. It's so powerful. Like, and it's such a gift, but I think sometimes maybe we haven't fully accessed or fully opened this gift and the potential and the possibilities and the depth of all this. Um, Mm -hmm. So I cannot wait to hear more. Um, And I know you've prepared some thoughts for us. So I basically can just hand it over to you and I will chime in later. Yeah. So 
I'm really excited, you guys. One thing that I, um, like, when I was thinking about talking about this and sharing my thoughts on it, I was just like, what could we call it? And it, it made me think of, like, a hug. Mm-hmm. Like, a relationship with women is should be like a hug. And a hug is really good for the soul. And so I really want to talk about um, someone who we might know, we might not. If you don't, that's okay. If it's your first time listening and you're first time learning or hearing about this woman named Ruth in the Bible, we're going to be looking at her story a little bit. So we're going to start over in Ruth chapter one, and we're going to read verses one through 22. And the first few verses, just to give you guys a heads up, it's like a lot of background. So um, you'll see how their stories kind of come together, how their stories come together, where, and then how um, their lives kind of just float through. So we're going to start in verse one. And uh, the Bible reads, Naomi and Ruth. And I love that because the book is actually called Ruth, but I love how God was like, Naomi, I'll give you a little bit of shine here, girl. And he puts her name first. But uh, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi, and the names of their two sons were Milan and Kilian. When the Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah, they went to Moab and lived there. Now, Elimelech, ooh, these names, Naomi's husband died. She was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah, not Oprah, so just make sure we're, we're, you know, looking at that, Orpah, and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Milan and Killian also died. Dang. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When she heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, Naomi and her daughters, daughters daughters-in-law, prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your dead and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. And she said to her, we will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there were still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. And they wept again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? 
And then it goes on and it talks about Naomi, how she was, obviously she's really upset, right? You know, she lost her husband, she lost her sons. Mm-hmm. Orpa decided that she was just going to get gone. She said, bye yeah. girl. And then now she's only left with Ruth. Mm-hmm. And so she's feeling a lot there, right? There's a lot going on. Um, I'm sure that she probably was in this state of her life, like God questioning God and asking him, what exactly is going on? I'm really confused. I don't understand why you would lead me to this place. And it's just interesting because we see here just the sweetness of the relationship between her, Naomi and Ruth and how the two women being from two separate, separate places on the planet coming together and enjoying this relationship and benefiting from this relationship. And so my first point for us today is just going to be talking about how we need each other as women, Mm -hmm. right? We look at a scripture in Hebrews 10, 24, and I'm going to read that for you guys just real briefly, real quick. And it says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. And so when you think about Naomi's relationship with Ruth, you think about where Naomi took Ruth. Like Ruth got a whole husband because of Naomi. She was able to even experience her relationship with God or experience a relationship with Jesus all because of Naomi. And so when I think about these two women's relationships, I love how relationship with other women upgrade us. And it makes me think about like, I don't know, like a phone, right? You know how excited you are when you go into Verizon or T-Mobile or wherever you're from, no judgment there, but um, wherever you go, (laughs) we love a good upgrade, right? We love going in there and getting a fresh new charger and the new earbuds or whatever, but I love how in our relationships with other women, how it upgrades us to the next level. It is not meant to diminish us and who we are Mm -hmm. or diminish the other woman, but it's meant to upgrade us and meant Mm -hmm. to make us better women. And I love that. And I love how even in this, it talks about like, if you look at their relationship, the relationship that they had with each other was never about themselves. It was always about the other woman. It was always about how, if you look further on, how Naomi was able to tell Ruth exactly what to do to get Boaz's attention or how Ruth even went out to the fields to get the grain for both of them because Naomi was older and she couldn't go out in the heat of the day and follow after the the tractors or, no, well, not tractors back then. Well, hold a minute. Uh, But follow (laughs) after these men that were graining, right? So she went out and she collected all of the grain for not only herself, but her mother-in-law also thinking about both of them. Like they, everything that they did, they did for the other. Everything that they did was to the benefit of the other person and upgraded the other person. And I just love that about women's relationships. I love when mm-hmm. I think about, um, I don't know, like one of my best friends, like she's a mom and she has two kids. And I remember even before when I was pregnant and I didn't know what the, what I was doing mm-hmm. and she helped me. She gave me advice. She told me, I remember I was so stubborn. She was like, you need to wash all the clothes before the baby gets here. And I was like, do you really need to wash all the clothes or is that a big thing? That's not a mm-hmm. thing. And she goes, it is Jewel. It's really a thing. And I remember I went to target being, being just doing what I wanted to do. And I bought this little outfit for Drew and I'll never forget. I put it on him without washing it. And then he got a rash, like literally oh, within and yeah. he was only like, two months old and I have my two month old baby has a rash all over his face on his back and chest and I remember calling my friend and telling her like oh my gosh I just should have did what you told me to do and then it was cool because she she encouraged me she told me how great of a job I was doing and she led me back to 
that's why we need each other because right. look, I mean, what would I would have done without her? I would have put all those brand new clothes on my brand new baby and would have had a problem. <laughs> so it's just really interesting, but I just love that, that no matter um, the insecurities, no matter the comparisons, no matter the competition mm-hmm. or what you're used to in your relationships with women, right. I love the fact that God uses these two women to show us that we're important to each other and that we, we need an upgrade. I by love having that. a relationship with each other. I love what you said that we, we really are better together and, and the way this plays in not just to our quality of life and to uh, yeah. gaining wisdom and discernment from people who have gone down these roads before but also just how thinking about what you said how friendships can really help us in our spiritual formation journeys, right? Like if we mm-hmm. let them because I think pride can get yeah. in the way, right? Like, like I heard this quote today and it blew my mind. People who think they've arrived never stop to ask for directions. And I was like, <sighs> oh my crazy. gosh, like thinking about applying so it to true. friendships, right? But but mm-hmm. when we really access them and appreciate them and dig into them in the way God intended, like it really does like we're better together and we, we can right. – reach even greater depths with our relationships with Jesus together. I love that. I love that. I love that. I read this um, article. I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, it's about sisters. And so the cool thing is that it's actually about physical sisters. Like, you know, I don't know how many of you guys actually have a sister um, or want a sister or whatever, but it's it's a really cool uh article that I found the other day and I thought it was interesting because I really do feel like it's a reflection even of the sisters that we can have in the church and what that might look like for us and so it's interesting I'll go ahead and read some of it it says it's science having sisters helps you become a better person and so the woman talks about how she's a middle child and she's in a sister trifecta so it's her and her two sisters which is really (laughs) cool And then she goes on and she says all these different things. So here are all the reasons why it's awesome to have a sister according to science. Number one, a sister gives you a mental health boost. So, you know, I know that women, we can tend to, um, we have a a hormone in our body called oxytocin and we have it in way higher dosages than men do. Mm. So anytime eye contact, hugs, a compliment, anything like that. It boosts our levels of oxytocin, draws us together mm-hmm. and boosts our mental health, which is really cool. I love that. And sisters make us more compassionate. I know for myself, like I can sometimes feel like I want to turn my brain off and feel like ah, I my heart hurts. I don't want to always feel this or feel that, right, but right. having sisters makes us more compassionate and more in tune with what's going on around us and how we should love the people around us and make room for the people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that this that she said is a sister helps you sharpen those interpersonal skills. And so I know some of us can be super shy. I know I'm naturally team extrovert, team extra extrovert. <laughs> so it's been really cool to be able to I, like help some of my friends who are more shy and right. to ask them questions and draw them out. And so I love that, that sisters are able to help each other with mm-hmm. interpersonal skills. Mm-hmm. Another thing that she said is as well as your own communication skills, even thinking about how you come across to other people, specifically other women, when you ask questions or um, tone yeah. um, diction or inflation of your voice, how do you come across to other people and how you can be better? You know, right. uh, I know that I personally have been told that my tone can be kind of cold sometimes or be kind of like I'm not sure if you're mad at me and I'm like no I'm just really excited like I'm not mad or you know so because I'm a really passionate person but having sisters helps 
me, Jewel, personally become more aware of how I come across to other one, other people in my yeah. communication skills. And so a sister teaches you how to be independent and ambitious. And so I love that being able to encourage the sisters around me, like, go girl, you can do it. Like, I believe in you. You right. have the skills you have. You have God on your team. You're totally capable of doing anything that you feel like you want to do. Mm -hmm. um, sisters help us achieve balance, whether it's in our work life, in our school life, in our home life, whether you're trying to figure out how to be giving to your husband and yet be giving to your toddler who's screaming, mommy, 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 mm -hmm. or, you know, it just, other sisters help us to be balanced in that. And I, I love that also. And so those are just some of the things that I just thought was so incredible. Just thinking about sisters and how important it, those relationships are in our life right now. So just a really incredible article. That is so cool. And I, I mean, it's funny as you're going through that and like thinking, I, I, I actually do have a sister, Ariana, she's adorable. But as you're uh -huh. mentioning all those different things, I'm thinking of all these relationships I've had um, in my personal family, in my biological family, cousin, and all those things. But then also mm -hmm. in my spiritual family, different churches I've been, different communities I've been, Bible talks, things like that. And just how these yeah. connections, these people have helped me in ways I've never probably even really articulated. You know what I mean? And this yeah, support that we have from each other and how that propels us and at least has the potential to propel us towards God's plans and purposes for our lives. I just think that's amazing. I love that. And I love yeah. like bridging some of the like, the like the like what you're saying, the science, like the, the stuff that's actually proven, you know, these spikes mm -hmm. in, in different amazing like uh, things they can even measure. Like it just shows yes. that we are wired for this and we really do need, mm -hmm. need these communicate, these connections in our life. Yes, it's interesting because you can even like brains that don't like the connections to different synapses in your brain. Um, the canals are different if we don't have that connection with right. other people, specifically other women. So I thought that was mind blowing. I was like, wow. Okay. Well, and how timely that we're talking about this, because I feel like the isolation many people have experienced over the last couple of years because of the um, pandemic COVID, and yeah. things like that. Um, we have great opportunities to bridge new connections, maybe dig deeper, mm -hmm. like, like maybe go back and re like, I don't know, connect with different people and friendships and stuff like this. So I think this is a very timely and relevant, you know, uh, discussion right now. Yes. I love that. It, it also makes me just think about how, you know, like how you said, I love you said going back and going back to connections maybe you've had before connections that you want to have. And so one thing that I was thinking about also when it comes to our relationships with women is how our differences connect us. And I know that that sounds so crazy, right? You're like, what? Like, he's completely different than me. How would we ever have anything in common? How would we ever be connected and being on the same page or same team? And I love that. It makes me think about the scripture in, um, first Corinthians 12, we're, we're, it, it, that's a long one. If you guys have read your Bible before and you know that scripture, it talks about the body and how God's yes. church is like the body and how, you know, one part of it says, you know, the hand does not say to the foot, I don't need you. And the, the foot doesn't say to this part of the body, I don't need you. So we're going to read just a little bit of it really briefly. And then, um, just so we can have an idea, cause I want us to be able to have a reference. So we'll be in um, 1 Corinthians 12, and then we'll start in verse 
12 and then we'll just read a little bit and i love the title it says one body one body many parts mm-hmm. it says the body is a unit though it's made up of many parts and though all its parts are many they form one body and it says so it is with christ for we were all baptized by one spirit into one body whether jews or greeks slave or free and i love because it specifically talks about these very different people right right and we were all given the one spirit to drink now the body is not made up of one part but many if the foot should say because i am not a hand i don't belong to the body and it would not be for that reason cease to be a part of the body and if the ear should say because i am not an ear because i'm not an eye i do not belong to the body mm-hmm. i'm all over the place guys sorry um if the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing be if the whole body were an ear where would the sense of smell be and so we could we could stop there but it, it's interesting because it goes on and on obviously there's different parts of your body that make up your body but they all have different functions right, right. but they all come together to make sure that your body is healthy and functions appropriately the way it's supposed to right and i love because even thinking about our story with Ruth and Naomi they were very very different women Ruth was probably a high teenager, low 20s, and she married this woman's son, her mother-in-law's son. Uh, Naomi was an older woman um, who had lived life. Um, She had grown children. They came from different cultures. They were in Moab, which is a completely different country, not even like a God-fearing country. It was just like a a Gentile country. Um, Different cultures. I'm sure they had different kinds of food, different kinds of praying. Um, They were from different generations um, and different faiths. And yet I love here specifically how we read that their their stories are so beautifully intertwined. Like even if you look back at verse 16, it says, Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will your people will be my people and your God, my God. And I just love that seeing how despite everything that they didn't have in common, um, God really gave them something special that brought them together. And it makes me think of the world we live in today. You know, I know that there's lots of, um, we live in a, uh, there's a lot of things going on right now with uh, COVID, people getting sick, a lot of race relations issues, um, different, a lot of things with the intergenerational things as well. Right, right. Um, you know, I know that some people could feel like, well, younger generations feels like they don't need the older generations and the older generations feels like the younger generations are immature and emotional and we do all these things. And yet we need each other. We need each other to move forward and help each other in order to grow and be a part of the future that's coming. Right. And so um, it's really interesting. I, I have this um, online pastor that I follow. And so shout out to Ozzy Dave. If you guys are listening, if any of the listeners listen or uh, know Ozzy Dave on Instagram, go follow him. He's an Australian pastor and he, um, has all these different quotes. He puts Hebrew, he studies Greek, he talks to different um, different peoples, different rabbis from Jewish, Jewish background, different things like that. But he really has been um, helping me, like for a few years now I've been following him. And so he has this quote that he posted the other day and it says, iron will never sharpen iron in an echo chamber. And so what does that mean? What is an echo chamber? And so that's basically saying that people who look, act, and think like you won't always help you to become the best version of yourself. And so if you're thinking about 
someone who looks exactly like you, grew up the same way that you did, um, eats the same things that you did, um, laughs at all the same things, feels comfortable with all the same things, then how are you ever able going to be, how are you ever going to be able to grow and stretch yourself outside of that? And so it's interesting because it makes me think about Naomi, like Naomi made a choice. Like they chose to move to Moab. She chose to allow her sons who were of Jewish faith to marry these Moabite women. And then she chose to bring Naomi back to the land with her, to Bethlehem with her. And she chose to share her faith of, in God with Naomi or with Ruth. Right. And I mean, and now what, what do we know about Ruth? Because of Naomi's choice to reach out outside of her comfort zone to something different than what she's always known, Ruth had an opportunity to not only love God, to be with God, to be in an amazing relationship with God, to have this amazing relationship with her mother-in-law, but also she had an opportunity to be in a lineage of Jesus, which that's like mind blown and way bigger than anything I'm sure she ever even thought about. And so it's really cool to think about how our choices specifically will either connect us to people or fracture relationships or future possibilities of connective relationships. Mm -hmm. And so it's all about our choices. It's all about what we choose to do with the people that God puts around us, even though they look, act, speak, are different than us. So I have a question I wanted to ask you, Mallory. Is that okay? Of course. Yeah. So one question is, how have you been giving the different and unique women you are surrounded by a chance in your life? Uh, I mean, it's a great question. And it's a good concept in general to consider because it's like, I don't know, it's easier to do groupthink. And it's great when you're around people who make you feel great about <laughs> like everything mm-hmm. you already like and think. And um, I think something that's been cool for me is connecting with different women in different life stages than me so Mm. lately I've been uh and actually really enjoying them and I think before I I think I'd approach these relationships with an uh, kind of a I don't know maybe a insecurity maybe uh I don't I don't exactly know but I think it it definitely prevented me from just in being freed up to enjoy them for just who they are without thinking about myself. Like I think Mm -hmm. if I'm so worried about what people are thinking about me or how I measure up to them, I'm not freed up to just like love them in and of themselves and appreciate them. Just be there. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. be present even honestly. But I think I've been like getting in that headspace more lately and like being more intentional in these times. And I've loved it. Like these are women. I live in San Diego, which is really, it's cool because people, uh, most of the people I'm connecting with, none of us are actually from here, but we're all from different places, different family of origin, um, mm-hmm. and learning about people's stories. And I've so enjoyed it. And I feel like it's added a richness to my life. But also it's been interesting. I will say this. It's been a little hard because a couple of them have kind of challenged me on a couple things recently. Oh, wow. And That's good. It's so good. But it's it it does it's it's like okay it's it's changing the relationship a little bit and am I right. but I but but I think it's so cool because I'm realizing what a gift they are. Um, mm. But anyways, I'm sorry I talked too long. But that's my answer to your question. I do feel like I've been giving them a chance, you know, and trying to connect with them and and yeah. and just take what God's given me, like who's in my group, instead of waiting for like ideal, like oh this perfect peer friendship where we're gonna go to brunch every Saturday and it's gonna be amazing, mm. you know, 
just really enjoying the yeah. people that God's already put in my circle and uh, learning from them and and leaning into the, you know that that opportunity um, and mm -hmm. just seeing what God is doing with it. You know, I love that. I love how you said um, leaving room for intergenerational relationships like with these older women i think having relationships with older women is such a gift yeah um i think that they have experienced life in a way and where <laughs> i mean and we've experienced life in a way but it's just offering the wisdom before you even get to the bridge to cross it mm -hmm. and all the water's raging under that bridge it's like she's like oh this is what you can do and you're like thank you for sharing that with me and I think it's it's also cool because I feel like God gives us exactly what we need in the time frame that we need them totally I yeah I remember you know we were living in Antelope Valley for about five and a half years and the church there is the demographics is made up of different people like we were the youngest married couple in the church at one point and so it was interesting because I remember going there and thinking to myself like oh I'm gonna make so many peer relationships and not even realizing that God was saying to me no you're gonna have relationships with older women because these older women are gonna help you to prepare to be a wife yeah these older women are gonna to help you prepare to be a mom right. these older women are going to teach you how to be a long time standing friend yep. um versus you know with the i mean don't get me wrong peer relationships are great and everyone needs them everybody needs you know like a naomi and everybody needs a jonathan type of situation exactly. but exactly it's just there's such gifts and i feel like it was just one of the most impactful things i've ever had in my life and didn't even realize i needed it until mm -hmm. it was there and i was like I see you, God. I see what you're doing. So cool. So I really love that. I love that God puts those kind of relationships in our lives. It's interesting because um, I think about God surprising me, you know, like I uh, I really think about how we as women, um, I think we naturally navigate towards people who are like us. I totally. think that's a very natural thing. Right. Um, but I also love how God surprises us without even asking or just kind of like throwing us into it. And then you realize it was probably the thing that was the very best for you in the first place. And mm -hmm. so um, I have this other scripture I want us to read real quick. And it's, it's really cool because it just is a reminder. I know we have our own thoughts and ideas as younger women, you know, uh, but it's just a really cool thing that God, God is, shows us who God is, but it's in Isaiah 55 and it's in verse eight and nine and it's in ESV. And, and I don't know, sometimes I like to read different versions cause it's just like, Oh, that's it. That, that was really cool. How it said that. Um, but it says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And so this is a cool reminder that we, it's, it's interesting because it doesn't sound like God is bashing our thoughts or bashing our opinions. He's like, yeah, that's fine. You, you can have your, your little opinion. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not against it, but I'm just here to let you know that right. my thought, like my thoughts and your thoughts are not the same thing. Yep. And my idea of what I want and your idea of what you want are completely two different things. Right. And I love how he tells us they're higher. So it makes me think of, um, you know, anything that's bigger than me, anything that's higher than me is only gonna, like, like I was talking about before, upgrade me to the next level. Yeah. Right. 
And so I love that. It, and I just want to encourage all of us. Like I know it's Galentine's and um, sometimes we can get so caught up on what the next day, the Valentine's and we forget about the women that God has placed in our lives. And mm-hmm. maybe this year was God surprising you with a really special friend um, that you never thought you would ever have. Right. Or even someone that you least expected or right. um, I'm just really hoping that all of us this Valentine's Day really allow God to surprise us mm-hmm. and encourage us and think of us in in really thoughtful ways um, instead of being focused on the things that we don't have right you know I know that um, and it's hard for me sometimes I feel kind of bad saying this because I'm, I'm married and I can feel like some single I'm like girl you don't know but I get it. You know what I mean? I was single for a long time before I met Amir and before I even, I never thought that I would ever, ever, ever get married Mm. ever. And God totally surprised me even with Amir, even with my relationship. Like he was one of my best brother friendships. And I was like, ah, you know, and God totally surprised me. Or even in those moments when I was single, like I had some of the best roommates, like, like those are my family, my sisters, like I love them to death. And God totally, when I thought that I needed to be with someone, God gave me these women and so much so that when it was time to leave them, I didn't want to leave. I was Mm -hmm. like, kind of like Ruth was like, don't tell me to go. Like, I want to stay here with you. (laughs) Like, I don't go with him. He's a stranger. You know what I mean? But it was one of those things where I just felt so like, protected by them I felt so loved I felt understood I felt like they knew me and God I just felt like they were such gifts from God and they were such surprises because when both of them moved into our household I was like I don't know y'all like that like no I don't want to talk to you I was kind of rude to be honest and and if my roommates if you guys are out there listening sorry (laughs) sorry in advance (laughs) um but uh sorry for the past but God totally surprised me and blew me away with these amazing relationships that filled parts of me that I didn't even know needed to be filled. And so I just really want to encourage us, like, please allow God to surprise you this year, Mm -hmm. you know, this whole year, not just this time, but the whole year. And I love how you said earlier, um, if we allow it, if we leave room for God, if we make space for God, he can surprise us. And my, like I was telling you um, earlier, Mallory, my word for the year is surprise, right? And the only way that God is going to continue to surprise me in my life is if I step back, let go of control and leave yeah. room for him to work. Yeah. And the only way that he's going to do that is if I'm faithful, if I'm hopeful, and if I'm trusting in him, mm-hmm. there's no other way for him to surprise me. If I'm trying to control the situation, or if I'm trying to get ahead of the ball and figure out what God is trying to do in my life, mm-hmm. like, there's no way that God will ever surprise me because right. I think I already know it all. Yeah. And that's the part, like, if you already know it all, then what's the point of God even coming in, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I just, I just love that idea. Like, okay, God, I'm going to step back. I'm going to leave room for you. Yeah. And I'm going to be trusting, faithful and hopeful that you're going to surprise me in the most beautiful amazing ways through these women that you've placed in my life. And so um, I just have one really cool scripture I wanted to share. Um, this is just something that I, I read it. And when I thought about it, I was like, huh, that's really cool. And it's in first Samuel three and verse 11. It's, and it's in the ESV. And it says, then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. 
And I was like, dang, Tingle. Like, that sounds <laughs> like, what's about to happen, guy? Like, okay, I want to invite yours to Tingle. And not in a weird way, but in a good way. Like, I want to meet Tingle, but it's just really cool because you know when God's about to do something, you get really excited and you you do, you feel that, you get chills, you have butterflies, and you're just yep. excited about what is what God is going to do. And so right. I hope that this year is like that for you know everyone listening, um, that this Galentine's is special for everyone listening, right. and that um, we really allow these relationships with the women that God's put in our life to flourish and thrive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about it. I love that. Jewel, thank you so much. And I think it's so true. Like everything you're you're talking about even now, I think circles all the way back around. Like thinking about Ruth and Naomi, obviously they had they had some sort of consistent longevity, just the day-to-day being together, working together, loving each other, like building trust, building respect. I just think that that's what paved the foundation for them to have this amazing experience and and trusting each other. And I just think we can't underestimate that day to day, you know, those those deposits and these friendships, Mm -hmm. those, those opportunities, it's not always grand. It's not always exciting, you know, but I think just showing up and being there for each other. And like you talked about, totally letting God surprise us. Like maybe there's, maybe we, people that listening some sometimes stuff on friendship I know at different times in my life when I listen to it or read things I'd be discouraged because I'm like I don't Mm. have that I'm very lonely I would love to but I love what you said like maybe there are people that are already in your life and it's just a matter of maybe changing our expect not lowering our expectations by any means is not what I'm saying but like God, maybe he's leading us towards somewhere, some something else than what we had in mind. Mm-hmm. And it's something better right. and it's exactly what we need. And yeah, I just think that's really special. And also not underestimating the value of what we can be for other people. I think we have, a, yes. we have such a, you know, self-serving, at least in the Western world culture when it comes to yes, friendship. Absolutely. Oh man. Yeah, like, I love, that's very true very very true it's it's a little intense kinda... right like yeah everybody that's not if if a relationship or friendship isn't serving you we're supposed to just like cut it off or you know what I mean like move on and that's so negative I and know. Honestly, it's, just, it's such a selfish thing to think about and I even think about you know like even with these relations like even with you know with galentines I'm like okay I, I think the point is to out, be outside of yourself yes. and look look yes. at what you can give to these women in your life versus what you can gain from them. I yeah. think that's a very selfish way to look at friendship. Yeah. It's just to kind of, you know, come in and what can you give me? And it's like, I'm like, this isn't Burger King. Like you don't just come in like <laughs> pick what you want and then go. Like that's not what this is. No, girl. This so I, I you know I'm, I feel very strongly about that. I do feel like relationships right. with any person is is mainly giving. You know, think about Jesus coming here and serving us. Like, he came to give to us. Right. And he, even the fact that he died for us is still, like, in the prime of his life. He was 33 years old in the prime mm-hmm. of his life. And he goes, I'm going to give my life to you. Wow. And I'm like, what? Like, whoa. That's a, right. whoa, Jesus. You know, but right. it's just, it's crazy because... It's so countercultural to the to the, you know, the society we live in today. And so exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I think it's so countercultural. But there's so much more depth and meaning in in developing relationships and community the way God had has designed for us. Like 
I love that. Oh my goodness. Like the futility of some of the friendships that I used to like dig into. And that's like, I'm taking just as much responsibility for that. You know what I mean? But like, right. mm-hmm. but the meaning, the the spiritual power that's that's kind of available. And I, I don't even know, that doesn't make any sense. But basically the meaning that, that we have, the purpose we have in our relationships, when we're right. thinking about them, like that scripture you read, like one body, many parts, but we all, we are different, but good. It's good. We're different. We need each other. Absolutely. And yeah. we're interconnected. I and I just love that. Um, okay. Well, I think maybe how we could end this episode is with some, like, this is at least what I'm going to do. I think yeah. some people, I'm already thinking of different women in my life. You know what I mean? Like even Mm -hmm. maybe people I haven't been connected with recently, but I'm like, I want to communicate to them what they mean to me and how I feel like they've Mm -hmm. inspired me, encouraged me, what I've learned from them or appreciate about them. So I'm going to communicate with them. So I'd encourage all listeners, if there's somebody in your mind, let them know, communicate, write them a card, send them a text, whatever. I love that. Tell um, them how you feel about it and exactly. how you appreciate them. And maybe if people yeah. are listening and they can't think of those relationships, wow, what a great opportunity to pray and um, mm. think through like and get hopeful about letting God surprise you, right? Like you were talking about, yeah. Joel. Um, so yeah. maybe as we wrap here up here, is there anything you would want to leave our listeners with today, an encouragement, a thought, anything like that? I think I would just say the thing that's kind of, I keep coming back to is don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah. I know that when it comes to, um, friendship, you know, we could think like, well, I don't know if they want to be my friend. I don't know if they want the same thing that I do. Yep. And so I would just say, be confident and, um, and go for it. Yeah. That's what I would say and enjoy it. I think it's a gift. And I think the God, the gifts that God gives are meant to be enjoyed. They're not yeah. meant to be put under a rug or behind in the closet somewhere. You know what I mean? So totally. he gave it to us. Let's enjoy it fully. I love that. I love that. Well, Jewel, thank you so much. I think you're hilarious and really deep and insightful. <laughs> All at the same me. time. So <laughs> yeah, this is really awesome. And to everybody listening, we hope you felt really encouraged and um, definitely hopeful today, like just about what God might have in store for your life and your relationships and and a community that that maybe you already have or maybe you're praying for and, and working towards and yeah. wanting to cultivate. And so mm-hmm. um, anywhere you're at in that, we want to leave you with a little quote that I'll read here. Um, it says, close friends are truly life's treasures. Sometimes they know us better than we know ourselves. With gentle honesty, they're there to guide and support us, to share our laughter and our tears their presence reminds us that we are never really alone and how cool that God uses people in our life to show us his love and his grace and just even his encouragement. Like he just puts people in our life, you know, at those moments when we need it the most. So Jewel, thank you again for your time and your insights and everybody. Thank you for having me. It's been so fun. Of course. And everyone who listened, we appreciate you and, you know, spending some time with us today. We hope you have an awesome Galentine's and we will catch you next time on the Woven in Truth podcast. We are one.